This year, we are all looking for the perfect holiday gift, and today I want to tell you about the gallery. The gallery shop is a curated collection of photographs from all around the world. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, for the holiday season, the gallery is exclusively offering our listeners 25% off your next purchase using the code FRIDAY. That's 25% off your next purchase at thegallery.com. That's G-A-L-R-Y using the code FRIDAY. The gallery, create your perfect space. Hey, what's up, you guys? You are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor. Happy Wednesday. We are back. I am so sorry for missing last week. For those of you who do not know why I missed last week, let me tell you, your girl got engaged and... (laughs) It feels so weird saying out loud. Yes, I got engaged last week. Life ever since has been absolute chaos. I'm so sorry for keeping you guys not in the loop. Haven't been posting on the Instagram. Haven't been posting on here. I promise I'm going to make it up to you. There's going to be two episodes that come out this week. This episode, obviously, that you're listening to right now. And then also hold your applause. The engagement episode is coming out this week where I'm going to sit down with Hunter and we're going to just... I mean, I'm going to introduce you guys to Hunter. I'm going to talk about um, just, I guess, our dating story because I never even got around to getting the episode out to you guys and then our engagement story. So I'm really excited for you guys to see that. Thank you so much for being so patient with me. Um, It was actually really sweet. All of my friends from college came in and surprised me and stayed down here in Florida for a week. So that's why the episode didn't get out because I was celebrating with them all week and we were having a lot of fun. So thank you for being gracious with me. Um, I filmed this before I got engaged and this is an episode about dating. So it's going to be really funny with you listening, being like, oh, my boyfriend, Hunter, Hunter and I dating and all of, not that it doesn't apply anymore, but now he's my fiance. So that's kind of crazy. But without further ado, I figured that you guys would rather get the dating episode and then we can switch into, you know, fiance mode. So Here's a dating episode. It's an amazing episode. You guys asked really great questions. Um, it was so much fun to edit, so much fun to record for you guys. So I hope you guys love it. I hope you guys get a lot from it. Once again, stay tuned. Cross your fingers. Go follow at She's Going Places Podcast on Instagram. Subscribe if you don't want to miss the engagement story episode. Leave a review, all the things. Okay, I'm going to shut up. I love you guys. Thank you for being patient with me. Okay, enjoy the episode. Y'all have asked and you have received. I put a thing out asking like what topics you want me to dive into more. And so many people were like dating, relationships, dating, relationships, talk about dating. I need these questions about dating answered. Please come on, come. And you know, I've never considered myself to be the guru of all things relationships, but I'm in one. So let's, you know, take a crack at this. The thing about the questions was I put out a poll being like, okay, fine. This is what you guys want what dating slash relationship advice do you want me to talk about? And so since there were so many, I'm going to mostly focus in on the dating aspect and less so like being in a relationship. Like these are, you'll see once we dive into the questions, I even want to talk about organization. I even organize the questions like in progression to like talking to a guy to like breakups ish. You'll see how it transitions. But if you know me, that makes me very happy how I've organized these questions. So let's jump into it. I have a lot to say, not a lot of time to say it. So 
let's get started. First question. I have a crush on a guy and I follow him on Instagram, but I am way too scared to text him. Okay. People, you just got to shoot your shot. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is I, I completely hear you who submitted this because I was in this scenario many a time where you just like have these crushes, but you don't really know how to transition into like making anything happen, especially if like you don't have like an established relationship with him or you like don't know him. So it feels super weird to just like bluntly reach out. Um, I've never been too much of a Snapchat girl. That's just really not my thing, but people swear by it of being like a very casual way to like slide in and start talking to someone is to Snapchat them. So I guess that's some advice that I have, but it doesn't sound like you have a Snapchat. And I think it's weird if you have a snap. I feel like you have a snapper because you said text. It's weird to add them on Snapchat, like with their phone number. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a big texter. (laughs) That's just, that's just how I am. But I would understand how intimidating it would be to just like text this guy. You just kind of need to come up with a reason to text him. It's not, you shouldn't be sitting around waiting for him to text you because what's the point of that? Like, just take control of your life, pick up your phone, you got this. But what you essentially need to do is, I remember I would do this all the time. If I wanted to start talking to someone, you just come up with an excuse to text them. Whether it sounds, I think you're in middle school or high school, I think. I don't remember. Um, But texting about a class, texting about finals, texting about school, texting about your schedules. Those are always great. Texting about homework. Maybe you have a class. If you know him, maybe that's how you have a crush on him. Um, If that's not the case, you could text about something you knew he likes. Oh, this is a great one. Like if you like see something on Instagram um, and you like think that he would like really like it or think it's funny. Like if, if you know him, like, even a little bit, like, sending them the post, there's, like, very non-intimidating ways to, like, get their attention. Also, the classic, the the way to slide, in my opinion, as someone who doesn't really slide, hasn't really been in this situation in a while, but a great one that I think is super low pressure is swiping up on someone's story. It can be overdone, don't get me wrong, there are people who really overdo this feature, but if you're really trying to slide in this person post stories, swiping up on their story and like having like a good thing to say that's like engaging for conversation, like literally minimal pressure. I slide in on, up on people's stories constantly. Like I have a boyfriend and I'll swipe up, swipe up on guys, girls, stories, whatever. If I see something and I want to talk about it, I'll just do it like mindlessly. Um, so I think it's very low commitment and you're not really sticking yourself out there as much by sliding up on their story. The problem is, is with boys, they don't really post a lot in their stories. And if they post anything on their stories, it's like they share something about their sports team or whatever, which I mean, you can maneuver that however you want. If you're into sports, that's a good route. But if you're not into sports, don't pretend that you're into sports to swipe up on these stories. Very important note because you'll eventually get caught that you have no idea what you're talking about side note. But yeah, I think if stories aren't an option, it's just kind of coming up with creative ways to like start a conversation that doesn't feel a little bit too abrasive if that's not your thing. If it's your thing to just kind of like reach out and be like, hey, what's up? Like, I really would love to get to know you. Go for it. I don't think, I don't think that's crazy. And just to like give a summary, like if you're so scared that this person's going to be a jerk about it, why would, why do we want to talk to them? Like these should, Hopefully this is a good person 
And so they're going to respond kindly. You know, we don't want to talk to jerks. So good luck. Please let me know how it goes. Would love to see how you do this. Okay, next question. How to not crave attention when liking someone slash dating? Why do you not, why would you not want to crave attention? I love attention. (laughs) I don't really understand. Like, it's okay to want their attention. I mean, if someone's, if you like someone slash if they like you, you want them to be like pursuing you. And if you're dating, what, what do you mean not crave their attention? I am obsessed with getting Hunter's attention. I love it. You should. If they're your boyfriend, slash if you're talking. I mean, I guess maybe what you're talking about is, like, if you want it too much, but you don't want to be overbearing, so you want to chill out a little. So I'll answer it like that. But other than that, you, you should crave their attention. But if you don't, if you're wanting to crave their attention less, if like that's your goal, like you think you like them too much and you want to stop thinking about them or desiring their attention, well then why, why are you putting all your eggs in one basket? I mean, I think we get this like idea of what dating is supposed to be and we like zero in on one person and we're like, this person literally like slides into my DMs and it's like, oh my gosh. Where's the proposal? Go buy a ring. And it's like, okay, let's not jump to conclusions. So if you're like obsessive or craving the attention of one person, look for other people. Keep talking to other people. Like that's the point of dating is like getting to know multiple people and like figuring out what you like, what you don't like, going on different dates with different people and literally just feeling it all out. So if you're like craving this one person's attention too much, you probably have your eggs in one basket. So just get more baskets and also fill your time with other things. Like if your hobby is waiting after school for him to text you back, find something to do. Spend your time elsewhere. This person does not need to be like the apple of your eye, even though it's natural for that to happen. But don't be waiting around your phone for someone to text you. Life is too short to be waiting for your phone to ring or waiting for some boy to decide that it's time to, like, grace you with his conversation. So I feel like with both answers, you can crave their attention when you like someone. That's normal. But if you don't want to, put your phone away. Like, it, they don't need to be, the like, the center of your world. I feel like that was very abrasive advice. Ah, next question. Thoughts on girls making the first move slash how do I put myself out there without being desperate? Okay, this is, I feel like a hot take, but I mean, maybe not. Maybe I just think I'm super quirky, but I am perfectly, perfectly content with girls making the first move. I feel like in the culture that we live in, especially with like Christian girl culture, (laughs) I'll throw that term out there a lot. There's this idea of being pursued. Everyone say with me, pursued, pursued. Everyone talks about it. Ah, he's not pursuing me. Ah, I want him to pursue me. Ah, Why does no one want to pursue me? No, he's not a good boyfriend. I need someone who's going to pursue me. What does that mean? (laughs) Like, can we talk about it? Because I think it gives girls this really unrealistic expectation of what dating is. And so the fact that it's even a question about girls making the first move, why would girls not make the first move? We get this complex or this idea in our head that we should just be sitting by 
and I don't think any everyone realizes that they're doing this, but this is what's going on in your head without realizing it. And it's going to sound stupid when I say it out loud, but it, it, that's because it is stupid. But you don't even realize that you're thinking like this. In your dream world, your ex- not even dream world, like your reality, what you're expecting is to be this cute little Christian girl, dainty little flower, just sitting there and all blessed with all of the gifts the Lord has given you and you can just sit there and then just expect these good Christian men to just show up in your life and expect all of these good Christian men to just show up in your life and always make the first move or these guys to just like stop you while you're walking down the street and be like you are so beautiful. I would love to take you out sometime. Can I have your number? But wh- why would someone do that? Like, you're expecting these boys. Well, A, I mean, like, this is, it's just this entire idea that the system is just flawed because not only that's what girls fantasize about and that's what they want, but then if a guy were to do that on the other end, peop- girls would gossip about him and say that he's creepy or that he's overbearing or that he's not respectful. Like pick what you, girls, pick what you want because you're tired of guys just like sliding into your DMs. You're tired of guys just wanting to Snapchat. You're tired of waiting around for the guy to make the first move so much so that someone needs to ask the question, can girls make the first move? But then if a guy were to do these fantasy things that you have in your head, you would go back and talk about him and be like, oh my gosh, he likes me so much. Or, oh my gosh, I barely even know him. Why would he ask me out? Like pick what you want. Okay. That's my rant. I'll probably go on it again, but I feel very strongly about this topic. But when it comes to girls making the first move, yes, girls can definitely make the first move. Um, I wouldn't say that I made the first move. Um, with Hunter, Hunter definitely made some moves at the beginning, but I essentially expedited the process. Um, I've never really told the story, but essentially Hunter and I had been talking for like a couple months and one day I was not getting fed up with it, but one day I just called him and I was like, Hey, um, what are we doing? <laughs> he was like, uh, excuse me. And I was like, no, really like, what are we doing? Like, uh, are we like talking? Like, are you thinking we could, like, we'll maybe date? Like, however you feel, like, that's cool. Oh, you just want to be friends. Whatever. That's cool. But, like, let me know what you're doing because I don't want to waste my entire senior year talking to you for someone who's, like, not wanting a relationship. Like, just let me know where you're at. And he was like, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm still just getting to know you. And I was like, no, totally fine. Let's keep getting to know each other. I'm just, like, want to check in and, like, let you know where I'm at and letting you know, like, I don't typically FaceTime boys till three o'clock in the morning and I don't hang out with them constantly and text them constantly that are, that I'm just like, I don't do that with every boy. So like, I'm just letting you know where I'm at. And so do with that information what you will. I've told the story to people and they said that, that was pretty risky. I think that's just my personality. Like that's just like who I am. I just do stuff like that because I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time waiting around for a boy to decide that he's ready for something or not ready for something and waste my time. I just don't have time. So tell me how you're at. No harm, no foul. And Hunter asked me to be his girlfriend like a week later. So sometimes boys, oh my gosh, my friend Abby, shout out Abby, said this perfectly. They came up with this theory is girls 
people get intimidated by calling it the first move. It's more so like girls giving the green light. Like you have to give boys this affirmation that they're, but who wants to be rejected? Okay. What boy wants to ask you out, ask you out or ask you to be his girlfriend? Like not knowing the answer. That's horrifying. Imagine if you had to do that. That would be terrifying. So the boys need to know what you're going to say. So you have to give them the, the green light or these indicators. But you can't be doing these like secret signals that you expect them to read their minds. I'm the queen of secret signals. And I'm like, well, I did this. So that implies this. And Hunter's like, nope, that makes no sense. I didn't even know that. I'm so confused. Stop with the secret messages. They don't work. The secret messages are not a thing. So you have to be straightforward with them and tell them what you want or be very honest with them about how you're feeling to give them the green light so that they can make a move. So the first move, it's up in the air. Also, this ties into another question I got about like being patient, like waiting for like the dating to commence. Um, yeah, you ne- like you need to be patient. Like there's there's a level of be patient while like waiting for people for like um guys or girls to come in and out of your life but you don't have to like be patient like for like a year while a guy tries to like figure himself out like that you don't have to be patient on um i mean you need to give grace like they can't be ready to like be your boyfriend or girlfriend uh within like a week of knowing them but you just need to like read the room and give people the same amount of grace that you would want to be given next question how do you know when you are ready to date when you don't want to date that's when you're ready to date well let me rephrase that when you don't need to be dating someone that's when you're ready and i people always are saying like oh my gosh i started dating so and so right when i was like so content being single and literally that was me i just um not ended things, but like things just kind of concluded themselves with someone else. And I was going into my senior year of high school and I was like, I will not date a soul my senior year. I'm going to be single my entire senior year and I'm going to go date a really cute boy in college. But until then, here I am. I'm going to have a great senior year. And then in walks Hunter. And I ended up dating, starting dating Hunter in like October why why does that happen everyone's always like ah but i've i'm i always want a boyfriend (laughs) well you just need to examine why do you why do you want a boyfriend or why do you want to date because wanting to date is not a bad thing and that doesn't disqualify you from um being ready i think what disqualifies you from being ready is your motives behind why you want to date it's the fact that you're like i have to have a boyfriend or oh my god i mean i can't imagine like speaking into like christian like young culture like this idea that like literally everyone around you is like getting engaged super young and like by the time you graduate college you essentially like need your husband and you like need to be engaged or have a serious boyfriend or literally be married and so i understand how girls like i mean so many of my friends like can just like feel the weight of that or the pressure of that and so they're like they are just look at everyone else around them and they're like, okay, I have to have a boyfriend right now like, or I'm behind. And that's literally not true. And it feels like it because you're like in this like vacuum seal bubble. But the majority of the world's like you, everyone thinks that you're 20. It's like you're just supposed to be single and like figure out yourself. So like it's an extreme minority of people who are getting married super young. And it's an unpopular opinion in like the grand 
scheme of like the world but I understand how in the Christian bubble Christian college culture it feels like that's what literally everyone else is doing but when you're juggling if you're ready to date once again another area that you need to examine is like not your like desperateness but it's like where are you finding your fulfillment are you feeling empty because you don't have a boyfriend are you feeling less than because you don't have a boyfriend are you feeling um not even lonely are you feeling incomplete without a boyfriend because if that's the case you have a a lot more work to do on yourself if you're dating to to be a whole person or you're dating out of need or necessity um because a person like your boyfriend or your girlfriend cannot complete you so if you're dating to fill this hole they'll never fill it and honestly 9.9 out of 10 times if you're dating and that significant other is filling like a hole in you and makes you complete it won't work because eventually that person isn't going to be living up to xyz stereotype or that person is going to mess up because they're human and then all of a sudden you're not whole again like uh, that's a very unhealthy place to be in so you need to carefully examine that you are a whole person you are finding fulfillment in the lord which is the only relationship that you need that you're you have good like girlfriends or guy friends if you're a guy you have stable relationships. Like you need to like work on yourself and work on everything else going on in your life and make sure that you are in a season where you can be selfless. Ooh, selfless. If you are being like selfishly wanting a boyfriend, that relationship won't work. I'm sure you could get one. Like if you wanted to get a boyfriend, you could get one tomorrow. I, I know people feel very overwhelmed with this. Like you could find someone to date you tomorrow. I'm sure of it. But if you want a successful, fruitful, God-honoring relationship, you need to be ready to to be a little selfless. And I'm not talking like the type of selfless you have to be when you're like preparing to get married. But you need to be ready to give up some of the things you feel strongly about. Like you need to be able to compromise. You need to be able to lay your own preconceived notions or thoughts down at the feet of like the goodness of your relationship you need to be able to be whole enough in yourself and selfless enough to see someone else's worldview and and understand how someone else might be feeling you need to be stable enough in your emotions that you can like articulate how you feel you need to make sure that you're a good communicator and you're able to express how you're doing like if you don't if you haven't like worked on yourself enough and in those areas you're not strengthening yourself um, as a whole person, yeah, because I feel like the term, like, being whole gets, like, tossed around, like, I'm talking about, like, being emotionally stable, being a good communicator, finding your fulfillment in the Lord, like, those type of things that, like, build a person's character and build a person's, like, nature, if you don't have those things, you don't have the resources or the tool belt to use when you're in a relationship or use at the time of conflict like while when conflict hits like you don't have time to be like hold on let me go read a self-help book figure out how I want to handle this and I'll get back to you no you're gonna react so you want to make sure that your reaction and like your joyfulness is a habit and love is a reflex like you want to make sure that your default is prepared like your storehouse essentially because and then when you're in a relationship you're you're spending less time 
focusing on you and more time focusing on each other. So in the season of singleness, you need to be focusing on yourself. So if you haven't focused on yourself or you don't feel good about yourself, you're not ready to date. So I think it's just a case-by-case basis. You just need to evaluate where you're at. Next question. What makes a date a date? Is it anytime we hang out? Is it when he pays for my food, etc.? Okay. This is this is hard. And I still feel like I haven't necessarily come to my conclusion about this. Like if you're like trying to be like, oh, okay, that was a date. I think it depends on the person because I've I've talked to a lot of guys about this and we've we've severely, severely examined if the coffee shop is a date. I really, I really have, I've put some thought into it. Don't, don't act like I don't do my research for these episodes. I think it depends on if coffee is a date. I think it needs to be stated that coffee is a date. You need to call it a date, a coffee date. Um, I don't, I mean, I think I like that you brought up the fact that him paying, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like on a guy's end, it feels more like they're taking you out on a date if they pay for it. So I feel like that's a pretty good indicator. Like if you're going out to coffee with someone and you both are buying your own coffee, I, I can safely tell you that he's this is, he's probably not taking you out on a date. But also if he does buy your coffee, that doesn't necessarily make it a date. If they didn't call it a date, that's just coffee. Coffee's an anomaly. No one really knows what, what category to put that in. But yeah, I think if he takes you out to dinner and pays for it, that's a date. But, ooh, this is this might be a hot take. This Some people might click off. Going over to his apartment and, like, hanging out or going over and watching a movie, I'm sorry, that's not a date. He might think it's a date. Or you might think, like, in your own world, I guess that could be a date. But that is not him taking you out on a date. So, girls, stop settling and acting like that's a date. It's not. Sitting on the couch and watching a movie and probably making out is not a date. It, it took no effort, little thought. And, it, and those things, that's okay. Like, going and hanging out and watching a movie is great. It's actually really fun. It's really nice. Hunter and I did it all the time while we were still talking and just hanging out. But that was us hanging out. That was not him taking me on a date. Those are different. Those are hangouts. That's spending time together. But if if it's a date, there should, there should be some thought into it. There should be something planned. You guys should do some type of activity. You guys should go somewhere. Like, this idea that everyone's just getting so comfortable with just sitting around and watching TV. What are you, a 70-year-old couple? No. This, like, whole idea that we're just going to kind of sit on the couch and just, like, make out. Like, that should not be, like, the objective of, like, especially when you're getting to know someone and deciding if this is a relationship that you want to have. In my humble, (laughs) humble, in my opinion, I don't feel like that, I don't know, that's just not fair to you. I wouldn't consider that a date. If a boy did that to me, I'd be like, okay, well, call me when you're ready to actually date me. <laughs> I don't know if that answers the question, but I do feel strongly about that, that, that watching movies, it's just hanging out. It's not a date. Tea. But like ice cream and he buys you ice cream. I think it is. I think if he buys you food, it's a date when you're figuring out 
the talking scenario because I feel like most boys know that, right? Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Paying for food slash going out. It doesn't even have to be like paying. Like if you guys were to like go to the park or something and go do an activity or like go somewhere and do something like whatever. It doesn't have to be food. Um, It's a date. It has to be an activity. That's not at someone's apartment or house. Okay. This question literally there's a series of questions that I like grouped together because I found them to be hilarious. The first one, I got this one a bunch. It just says, how do I get a boyfriend? <laughs> and I just thought that was really funny. So I put it in there. Um, but I'm looping it with this one. I kind of, I kind of hit this, but I'm sorry y'all. Like it, the, the rant is happening. The, the episode, like this is where the title's coming from. This idea that the dating system is flawed is I have this question and it says, where are the quality Christian men and why are they not shooting their shot? Granted, the person who asked me that I know her, love her. This is not like me being like, Oh, this is such a horrible question, but this is an indicator of the cult of the dating culture right now. Okay. Listen to me. Where are all the quality Christian men? That's the first part of the question. Where do you think they are? Just, just, just really think about it. Oh, wait, they're probably, at church or they're at small group or they're at a worship night or like what if you're finding attributes and I, I've said this I, I know I've said that I sound like a broken record but listen to me if you're wanting like what you're wanting and like the character attributes that you're looking for you'll find them in those places it's people's activities like take a little audit of yourself take a deep breath close your eyes and think to yourself where do I spend my time? Really think about it. For me, <laughs> I spend some time at karaoke. No, I'm kidding. Um, I spend a lot of my time hanging out with my friends. That's like what I, I spend my time doing. What does that give you an indicator about what's important to me? People, my relationships with people, I'm constantly making plans, constantly wanting to be around people, constantly investing in my relationships. So if you're looking for these great Christian men and you want the Christian part to be like, ah, oh, well, where do you think they're investing their time? Okay, so we've answered the question where they are. Also, just, I mean, I mean, it helps narrow it down going to like a Christian college. I mean, there's like Christian men there, but like, even if you're at like a, regular like public university like the same thing applies they're at crew they're at campus outreach they're at other campus ministries they're in bible studies they're at your local churches xyz but the next part of it is why are they not shooting their shot this i'm going back to this idea of girls making the first move but really this is i was i was having a very elaborate conversation with my mom about this and this is honestly what inspired this podcast episode is we were going on a walk like a couple days ago and we were talking about dating and from the girl's perspective, we're going to, we're going to hit both sides here on the girl's perspective of dating is that they're sitting there and these girls are expecting, and I, I've given advice to so many girls in my life about this when they'll like, look at me and be like, I just want a relationship so bad, or I just want to be dating, or I want a boyfriend or whatever it may be. But they're like, there's, there's no guy. It's like, no one is asking me out. What, why would these boys ask you out? What are you, what are you putting out there that is giving these 
quote-unquote great Christian men the indicator that, A, you are everything that's on their list. You want to talk about lists because girls make lists all the time. Like, they they either have, like, lists about what they want for these guys physically. They have lists for what they want for these guys emotionally, like, who they are, their hearts. Girls are always like, I want them to be meek. I want them, whatever it may be. Um, and if you're a guy listening, yes, girls literally go through, like, character qualities. And they're like, I want these five things. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. But it's good to have a list for people who are, like, like have tendencies to date maybe not the best guys. It's good to be like, no, this man that I'm looking into dating, like, he's, his actions are not honoring to the Lord. Like, how he treats his mom is a really big indicator of how he's going to treat me, and I don't like it. He's disrespectful. Like, having a checklist is a good thing in that regard. I'm talking about when girls have these checklists, and then every boy that comes into their life is disqualified. And I want to just grab all of these girls and shake them by the shoulders and goes, well, how are you qualified? If you're going to disqualify all of these guys and not give them a chance because they're not 6'2", or you're going to disqualify him because he's not musically inclined, or you're going to disqualify, that sounds stupid, but it's true, or you're going to disqualify him because he's not the most, like, he's not super fun, or he's not, like, really commanding of people's attention. How are you qualified? How are you checking off the boxes on their list? Because if you think these boys don't have lists in their head, you're lying to yourself. They have these these things that they're attracted to. Maybe they haven't sat down and made a list, but they have these ideas in their head of like what they want, what they're looking for in a girl. I have plenty of great guy friends, and I've had many a dating conversation where like they're being choosy too because they're like, well, no, I don't. This person does this on the weekends and I want a girl who's glorifying oh this is a great example and this might be a hot take but I was talking to a guy the other day and I like gave a suggestion about a girl and he was like do you see what she posts on Instagram I was like what and he was just like nothing against her like you can post whatever you want but a really a big thing that I want is like her to be like honoring herself and if and if she's not being modest like uh, that just doesn't work for like modesty is a huge thing for me I want her to be honoring to herself honoring to whatever and I was like oh my gosh now granted you might disagree about modesty and that's fine that's your personal agenda that's the thing we all can have our own personal things that are big deals to us the problem is is that we have a as a, just a culture allowed ourselves to have too many deal breakers there are too many things that we have allowed to be like mm, no I'm good why? You're not even giving people a chance. And I'm speaking back to the girls because the girls, I can, I can say this because I'm a girl, are just so dramatic about this that we're so picky and we're so choosy in our head that we don't even allow ourselves to look like we have such a narrow, like, quote unquote, type that there's all of these other guys that we've just disqualified in our head subconsciously. And then you're wondering to yourself, well, where are all the quality Christian men? I'm like, well, if there's 20 good guys, but his qualities is he has to be above six foot. He has to be athletic. He has to be leading a Bible study. You've just narrowed out 15 of them. And now all of a sudden there's only five options and every girl wants the same five guys. Hello. Okay. But then he also has to be blonde. Okay. Now you only have two left. Like girls open your eyes that there's tons of people. Cause guess what? You're not, uh, not everyone is a five, eight blonde I don't know what guys look for. Whatever. 
I mean, I, I'm a little 5'3 brunette over here. And, you know, sometimes that's, I mean, works for Hunter, works for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you guys, just open your eyes a little bit and acknowledge that we are limiting ourselves and we are putting ourselves in boxes and we're just waiting. Not only do we have such a narrow type and out of 100 guys, only 17 work if 17, that's even a ridiculous number. There's 100 guys in the pool and only six fit are all of our requirements. So now you've narrowed your options from 100 to six and then you're expecting these six guys to pick up on your quiet signals that you're into them so that they'll go and ask you out. Your probabilities are completely flawed. Like the likelihood that anything ever comes out of any of these relationships are minuscule because you have this prince charming glaze over your eyes about how this is all supposed to go. And I think a lot of that comes from like how our parents started dating or maybe, oh, I mean, I know a lot of it comes from books and movies and you're just given this unrealistic expectation of the chase and what dating is supposed to look like and how you're supposed to be pursued. Ah, the word pursued. It really just sends shivers down my spine. Um, and so we have all these unrealistic expectations. And so, yes, this is why all the quality Christian men, where are they? We've addressed that. And why are they not shooting their shot? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's not the boy's job to just walk around and asking out every girl because you like made eyes at him one time and he was like, okay, yeah, she'd say yes. Wake up. Hello. The dating system's flawed. And also on another side note, sorry to be ranting, but like I said earlier, you say you want a boy to make this dramatic eye contact with you on the quad. You guys to lock eyes, him to walk over to you, stop you in your tracks and go, you are the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. I would love to take you out to dinner. Can I have your number? That's what you say you want. You watch it in the movies. You read it in the books. You cry about it. If someone did that to you in real life, I can almost guarantee that for 99% of you, you would go text your friend and be like, oh my God, what the heck? Why would he do that? And then you'd analyze being like, why? That's a little obsessive. That's a little much. What? What do you want, girls? What do, what do you want? Because I've had plenty of guys tell me that they, maybe not that big dramatic moment, but that they've asked girls out and girls are rude about it. And they'll talk bad and be like, oh my God, like, uh, da, da. and then all of a sudden before you know it, we have a title nine case on our hands, like girls, hello. Now, now all of a sudden we're claiming that he's obsessed with you and he's making you uncomfortable and you don't like it. Uh, no, 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 no. You don't get both. So choose which one you want. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Is there such thing as having expectations too high? This, I also tied into this question. Um, I think Yes. Your expectations can be too high, but your standards can't. And I say that because you can have these crazy expectations about how this relationship is supposed to go. I feel like you meant standards by this question. Like your standards, no, I don't think they can be too high because they're for you. And so if you, there are th things that you're not willing to compromise on, I think more so in the character realm. I think you can have too high of standards being like, I'm only going to date boys that have washboard abs. Well, then, you know, Cindy, enjoy sitting in your room by yourself because where's washboard ad Christian boy? Every other girl wants to date him too. And he probably knows that he looks pretty good. So whatever. But I think character wise, no, I don't think your standards can be too high. I think you should keep your standards high. And I don't think you should date the first boy that like gives you 
like the first look i mean i think you need to seriously examine what you want how like how you want that um and you should have high standards. I hate seeing girls think that it's okay to be treated like garbage. How could you let yourself be treated by garbage? I know God is sitting up there in heaven looking at you being like, you are my daughter and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you're going to cry over a boy who leaves you on open? What? You are literally the daughter of the king. What are you doing? So, no, I don't think your standards can be too high. I think you should set really high standards. Once again, I do think you should make your list. And I think you should really look at that. And I think you should not settle for mediocre or not settle for what you think is expected or not settled for, like, this TikTok narrative of, like, how a boy should handle. Like, I know it can be discouraging, like, watching TikTok right now or just, like, seeing these, like, really glorified toxic relationships and you feeling a little different being, like, Uh, I don't know if I want that. It's okay to not want the same things that the world wants. You're not supposed to. We're we're called to better. And these (laughs) quality Christian men are also called to better. Like there, there is a level of like, you're not made to be of this world. And so your standards shouldn't be worldly. So no, standards definitely can't be too high. Expectations, yes, they can be really high. We make these book narratives in our head that just aren't real. So don't do that. How do I handle dating someone who's been in a relationship longer than I have? Seven years to be exact. Um, I feel like this is like a question of like being nervous about experience, um, which I I can answer because um, when Hunter and I started dating, I had never had a boyfriend, but Hunter had had a girlfriend and that was really intimidating for me because... I don't know. It was a little overwhelming to think like, oh my gosh, this, not in like a jealous way being like, oh my gosh, this person was with someone else. But it was more so like, I had no point of reference going into our relationship. Like everything that has happened in Hunter and I's relationship for the most part has been a first for me, like a first fight with a boyfriend. Like that was with Hunter and I, when meanwhile, Hunter had already gone through a breakup with somebody else. Like, (laughs) I mean, hopefully let's all cross our fingers together. Like Hunter and I will never share that experience, but he shared it with someone else. And if you're talking about like emotional vulnerability, like jumping into a relationship, that's really scary, especially, oh my God, a seven year relationship. (laughs) That's a long relationship. And so, yeah, I, I can see how that'd be intimidating because your lives just get so intertwined when you're dating. I mean, like I look at Hunter and I three years if Hunter and I broke up, I don't even know what, like what, what life would be like. Like our our entire lives are twisted around each other. So I remember just having to look at Hunter and I's relationship and really just having to encourage myself with, okay, but I'm not her, and this is different, and we're gonna have different experiences. Sure, he shared certain experiences with another person but that's okay like that's exactly how God intended it to be as I'm jumping into this relationship that the Lord had for me it was his intention for Hunter to have had a girlfriend before and so whatever that means whatever lessons he learned whatever things he was taught whatever kind of like conflict resolution things that he like learned how to handle like the Lord used that relationship to prep Hunter for me so I think that would be a big encouragement for you is that if this is someone that the Lord has for you um, to be dating, be encouraged that that seven-year relationship prepped him 
or like helped him work through a lot of things and he's coming out of it better and can be a better boyfriend to you. Please DM me and let me know how you're doing because I really want to know. Okay. How do you tell your friend that you don't like her boyfriend? Ooh, um, her boyfriend or someone she's talking to. You said boyfriend, so I'm going to go with boyfriend. Um, I think you need to tread lightly here, especially if their relationship maybe isn't the healthiest. And that probably is true because if it's coming out, of, if you're her best friend and you know her and you love her and you have good intentions in not liking her boyfriend and you have good reasons to not like her boyfriend, it probably is because there's certain aspects of him or their relationship that aren't healthy. So you need to tread lightly because there's probably some like toxic obsessed like obsessive action going on here where they like can't imagine their lives without each other and they're obsessed with each other and that's where all these lines are getting crossed that's where this unhealthy behavior is coming from um i think you need to handle it carefully because the i've seen it so many times where people will confront their friends about their significant others but because they can't really like see past this relationship they end up having friendship breakups over these guys that aren't even worth it so i think you it's more so you just need to, it's all about the approach. You can't go out attacking her being like, this man is awful. Well, he, she picked him. So that's telling her that her picker is off, which may be true. Her picker probably is off, but you can't tell her that. And you also don't want her to then go cry and go tell the boyfriend that you don't like him. And then for the rest of their relationship, for however long they date, it's like a you versus him situation. So you don't want to get yourself caught up in that. So I would just say continue to encourage your friend to keep her standards high. And like when she comes to you with problems, like don't be afraid to hold her accountable and maybe not necessarily point out flaws, but like address some red flags, like be a good friend. But I don't think you can sit down and hold an intervention with her um, right out the get-go. I think if it's been going on for a long time and you've been taking the baby steps of getting involved and being like, oh, hey, I don't really like this, um, then maybe intervention, like depending on the severity of the situation, maybe that would be necessary. But if you just don't like him, <laughs> like you just don't like his personality, like baby girl, keep that to yourself. Like if she loves him, like you can learn to like deal with a quirky personality. I'm talking like if he's just like really bad for her. So <laughs> handle that. But if you just don't like like him, like you're just like, eh, he's not my vibe. Keep your mouth shut and don't be selfish. Obviously she loves him. Obviously she's happy, but you know, read the room. How long do you wait on a guy before you should move on? Mm, not very long. <laughs> I think that life is too short to be spent waiting on someone to finally realize how awesome you are. Um, I've given this advice many a time to my friends. Anyone listening to that I actually know in real life is like, yep, this is her speech. I just, I don't see a point. And I get it. Like, it's much harder said than done. I've been hung up on people for far too long. But I mean, if you're asking for like the healthy answer, don't wait that long. Like move on because if you're just going to waste your time sitting around, like my target demographic of this podcast, you guys are either in like middle school, high school, college, or post-grad. This is the best time of your life. You are living. Like this is supposed to be your time. And take it from me of someone who didn't necessarily do this and did kind of wait around. Oh my gosh, I wish I didn't. Because I wasted so much time worried about what he thought or I wasted so much time 
hoping he would text me back or I wasted so much time just being like one day he'll understand no he won't and it is not your job to be there to catch him when he realizes that he's stupid or one of the best things he's ever had to slip through his fingers no 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 you can let him live with that regret and if you don't want to let him live with that regret because you wish you were back together no start moving on like if you're asking and you're thinking how long do I wait it's been too long (laughs) <laughs> that, that's just the bottom line it's been too long because something in you is like should I still be waiting like is is he ever gonna come back around maybe like and he honestly he might but you don't know how long it's gonna take him and you can't be holding your breath hoping that one day he's gonna change his mind because yeah he might but he might not and how sad would it be to look back on your college years or look back on high school and think, oh my gosh, I just waited, wasted a year hoping that he would change his mind. No. Take this time. Move on. Get rid of the stuff. Delete the number. Mute on Instagram. Whatever you got to do, give yourself some space, some distance, and just work on yourself and just Stop replaying scenarios where you think that this guy is like in your life. Stop letting him. Oh, this is another one. If you just need help moving on. If a guy or a girl decides to walk out of your life and is like, mm, we're done. I don't want to keep talking. I want to break up, whatever it may be. Do not let them still talk to you like a friend. You know how bad that is for you? That's why you're asking this question. How long do I wait? Because they're probably breaking up with you and they're like, oh, but they'll still be friends because it's easier for them. So you're still Snapchatting. So you're still having to see his or her face every single day. And that's why you're just like, oh, maybe he'll change his mind. Oh, maybe he's still talking to me. No, 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 no. I'm all about a clean break, honey. You need space. You need no conversation. You need no discussion, no communication. And that will help you actually move on distance. Dang. Sorry if that was a little harsh. (laughs) Okay, last question. How to let go of a past relationship in order to move on? Kind of just started answering that question. As a whole, if you're letting go of the past, you need to acknowledge it's the past and it's not your present and it's not going to be your present. I think we hold on, same thing with moving on, to this idea of this person that we were once with and we only remember the good stuff. And we're like, that relationship was so great. But there's a reason why you broke up and it probably wasn't as great as you remember. Or there's uh, things about him or her that aren't great, but you just have these like (laughs) blockers on that you don't remember. When it comes to a past relationship, you, you seriously do need to cut off communication. I have yet to see a breakup where they continue to communicate and they move on healthily. I've never seen it. It's like a unicorn. I mean, I have plenty of people in my life where they break up with their boyfriend and then they keep talking to them. And of course, they're, they still love them. Or they still care about them. Or they still entertain. Maybe we're going to get back together. So many of my friends have done this. And I've witnessed a few of my friends have breakups where they cut off communication completely and they've moved on. So I really think that that's like the secret sauce in all of it. Like you, And only you know how much space you need. And some people, you don't need to meet them on Instagram. Some You can see their Instagram posts and it will make you sad, but you're just like, okay. Some For me, I would have need, I needed to mute on Instagram. <laughs> I needed to be like, I, you don't exist. Like, goodbye. 
blockers on. You've been wiped off the planet, you know. Um, only you know how much you need. Only you know if you need to block his number if he feels like sliding in randomly. Only you know if you need to unadd him on Snapchat. I mean, seriously. I just feel really strongly, especially if you, like, you just know yourself and you know, like, how much, like, you hold on to, like, little things. Like, for me, I would not talk to a person for, like, a month, but if they, like, liked my picture or they, like, accidentally reacted to my story, I would read so much into it. And if that's you, you just need to do some self-evaluation. That was me. I needed nothing. Like, I needed no interaction whatsoever and to forget that this person existed at all because... I would just hang on to these really, really, really minuscule things and you can't do that. So if you're actually wanting to let go of a past relationship and you actually really want to move on, you need space and a lot of space. I I mean, you don't want to give this person the opportunity to just all of a sudden they break up with you and then they miss you one day and they can just send you a Snapchat just being selfish, completely disregarding all of the progress you made. And now that's completely derailed you from the months that you've worked on yourself, forgetting about them. Cause then all of a sudden you're right back where you were. So if that means you need to unadd them on Snapchat, that's okay. If you need to unfollow them on Instagram, that's okay. If you need to block their number, that's okay. Like whatever it may be, you have to do what's best for you, but you actually have to be in the headspace where you want to move on. Because if secretly, like if you're saying you want to move on, but then secretly you're like, mm, I'm not ready, then then you need to do some serious evaluations. But if you're ready to move on, cut off communication. Get rid of their stuff. And do purge from thinking. Do I think you need to grieve the breakup? Yes. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if like it's still lingering months and months later and you're just like ready to move on. Bye-bye. Boy, bye. I have a playlist called Boy, bye. Okay? You got this. You all got this. You all are going to handle this dating and relationships like pros. I feel like I just ranted to y'all for an hour, but I hope that you guys got something from these answers. I hope this episode was informative, entertaining, great advice, whatever it may be. (laughs) Um, Let me know if you loved the episode. I love recording these kind of episodes for you where I can just sit here and just talk about anything and everything that you guys want me to talk about. If you guys want advice about things, seriously, if you have any specific questions, when I put this out, I had a couple girls just sign into my DMs and straight up ask. And I was like, no, I'm going to answer. And we had full-blown conversations in my DMs. So seriously, DM me. Especially if I put your question in the podcast, please DM me and give me an update on your situation. I would actually love to hear how you're doing. Um, But thank you so much for listening. Quick reminder, hit subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. If you want to listen to last week's episode, we did. This is your reminder to be thankful. And it was 10 things that I'm super thankful for during a pandemic, during 2020, during such a weird year. That's a great listen too. Um, Stay tuned for next week. It's going to be a great episode. Follow us on Instagram. Like I always say, we're going to do some super fun Instagram polls tomorrow on Thursday. And yeah, I hope you love this episode and you have a great week. Bye.